Hi, this is Jonathan Reeder of the Mice and Men podcast. And this is also Owen Anderson. And this is Emily Zayner. All right, guys. Are you ready to answer some pretty cool questions about Of Mice and Men, the novella that we are currently reading? All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, uh, the first question is... The school district in Tennessee once published an article that said that the novella was proof that Steinbeck was very questionable in his patriotism. Based on what we've read so far, why would they believe this? What is Steinbeck criticizing of in Of Mice and Men that might be considered unpatriotic and offensive to American perfection? Well, so what do you guys think about this? Considering this book was made like a long time ago, and it is set in like a long it is set a long time ago um i think maybe making like one of the main characters not like a completely like conventional uh main character like it's not someone everyone can relate to yeah i agree with that and also that the book carries like a lot of characters that were not ideal in a time considering like the races right like the racism that's been going on back then yeah and the, the book also kind of talks about the point where um it, it kind of seems like where how Steinbeck wrote it is that if anyone mentions even like people being different and, and have a disability it just seems like they should be absolutely like exiled from everything so I, I think that part of, a, of like he was just super mad at America for exiling everything that had either a disability or, disability or anything like that so I don't know alright All right. should we go to question two yep okay there are only a few female characters in the novel two of them share the same name and is never revealed who what do you think is the purpose of it? I don't know. Maybe not to take away from the real characters. Yeah, it it also just made it be like how on maybe relating back to the unpatriotic part, how women were still kind of like not very much treated correctly at this point in time of of year in America or just the whole world in general, mm-hmm. and like they just kind of recently got the uh, right to vote sort of right like curly's wife doesn't have a name in the book it's just like curly's wife and then there's like yes. the lady in chapter and the other two characters like the... yeah oh. yeah aunt clara and um the other clara, clara who yeah who owns like the pub or bar mm-hmm. all right should we go on to question three now yep Alright, what is the value of loyalty in a friendship? How many people in this novel seem to be saved physically and emotionally by friendship and trust? How many characters in this book seem to suffer because they lack of them? Well, friendship is like you would always back someone up. Like, yeah, you'll take care of a person even though you may have some differences, but you know that you guys agree to each other and have known each other for a long time. Even if you have, like, faith against everyone else, you'll still stick by their side. Yeah. 
Right. Like, even if George doesn't show it all the time, he will always be there for, like, Lenny. And, like... Mm -hmm. Whoa. Yeah, they kind of have this friendship that's also, like, a brotherhood. And how um, a lot of the other characters have a friendship. Like, um, most of the guys that work at the ranch have an actual friendship because they work together. Mm -hmm. So they can't deal with each other, but they build this bond. And most people, like Curly, I'm fairly sure is the only one who really doesn't even have an actual friendship with anyone because no one really likes him, nor does he really like anyone else. Because he keeps fighting everyone that thinks they're better than him. (laughs) Yeah. He always is on the defensive side. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. It says, like, the value of loyalty. I guess, um... If George had or George had just like let Lenny keep making mistakes and like weed, then Lenny might not be present at this time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a good thing. And like if Lenny didn't really and uh, if Lenny didn't really have George for to stick up for him and to be there for him. (laughs) <laughs> You're right. Lenny would not be present in the world. Yeah, that's that's good. in other terms. Okay. All right. Question four. Question. Okay. Candy the Swamper is one of the most likable and compassionate characters in the mice of Mice and Men. He is also very open about his thoughts and feelings. What are some examples of this in text? Do you think Candy contributes to the plot development? of the work, or does he serve as a moral compass? Hmm. I'm gonna need a minute to think about this one. Yeah, I feel like Candy is very open about everything he talks about. Like, how he's always saying that he's gonna get get canned from the job because of how useless he is, and that he'd rather just yeah. die than not have anything to do. Like, he's a character that like would like and can relate to mm-hmm. yeah because I get I guess a lot of people in most of sense how uh, they can relate to candy is that they sometimes feel useless when a lot of people are doing great work in a work aspect and they're just doing their work but they feel like they're not contributing to anything so I guess I guess there's that and he like, but, like stays out of trouble like, yeah I don't know yeah like Candy really wants to contribute to at least something, and he's offering all the money that he saved up to George and Lenny so they can buy the farm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just for him to work on it. So he he just wants to be a part of something. Yeah, he just wants to be a part of something. And I also think he's both like a moral compass and the plot development, because in Chapter 3, we hear more of the plot becoming, you know, it's a little bit more foreshadowing how Candy is able to put in some money for this house, and yet mm-hmm. uh, for George money, this is kind of them, their moral compass to be like, wow, we can actually complete this goal with this guy's help. Yeah. Like, Candy's helping them reach their end goal. Yeah, so it just makes more sense. But, who knows? We're not at that part of the book yet. Mm-hmm. So, uh... For the future, to well, be I've read the book, but I won't say anything. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you better oh, not. 
I like this book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question five. So far, who are the others in of mice and men, and what makes them the other? Okay. Okay. I got this. So right off the bat, Lenny, because he is like an unconventional main character. Like, not many people can relate to him because he's, like, disabled and stuff. But then also, like, the stable buck that, like, I can't remember. I don't even know if he's, like, in the same, like, cabin as everyone else. Um, and I think he, like, sleeps out in the barn. In the yeah, barn. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he sleeps out in the and barn, people, I think. Like, no one likes him. People don't they call do him like by him? his real name. Yeah. Yeah, they own Stable Buck or yeah, yeah, the other one Negro. Yeah, yeah. So okay, anyone yeah, else? I I, I, like, I get that a, a lot. But won't actually. I I like what you said about how a lot of people won't relate to Lenny, but then I think Steinbeck actually put in the Stable Buck because of the time that they were in. But then he also may have realized that a lot of people won't be able to to relate to a lot of people in this book besides maybe like Curly or George and like trying to get by or do work so I think he put Stable Buck in there because maybe a lot of people wouldn't really relate to like someone who's having a hard time besides like George or maybe Slim or something like that it's, it's like this is a story that like brings out a of the world during this time that not many people are familiar with. Yeah. Yeah, it brings out that story that most people don't tell. It's that little insight and those nooks and crannies and specific details. Mm-hmm. And like, the final thing is that we have to make predictions about any of the characters in the book. Yeah. I don't right. think I so... can answer this one. Yeah, I don't think that you can answer this one, Emily. So, <laughs> Owen, what do, you, what do you have predictions for? Well, I feel like since Lenny broke Curly's hand, he's going to have something to... He's going to have some sort of vendetta against Lenny, and that's going to come bite him. Both Lenny yeah. and Curly, again. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that very much, because I think that, like, later in the book, Curly may just, like... I don't know, because I, I think Curly in like the next chapter I think he'll be back from like the hospital or something like that mm-hmm. he'll be scared of Lenny but then since he's that little guy who always has that fire inside of him he might build back up the courage to just fight him it might be even more violent than he was the last time yeah I think about Candy I think something very poor and bad is going to happen to Candy as soon as they're about to make that giant leap into getting that house. I, I, I don't know exactly, but I'm fairly sure it's going on to the point where I think he's going to just croak over. Just croak. And like destroy of how old he everything is. that they've tried to work up for. Yeah. And George and Lenny won't be able to get that, you know, that money into the house. So they'll have to work out some compromise with like a bank or something. Mm-hmm. I am trying so hard not to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it guys yep yeah, alright thank you